And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic. Has a nil-nil draw ever prompted an emergency podcast before? First time for everything, I suppose. No dicking around with a fancy intro for this bonus wire whistles. Let's get straight to it. David Mooney here. This is Sam Lee. Hi, Sam. Morning. Uh, a thorough unpacking of the match against Atletico Madrid coming up and boy does it need unpacking but first the formalities you can read everything on City on The Athletic right now for £1 a month for six months just go to theathletic.com forward slash mancitypod and sign up you can get these podcasts without the ads as well sign up at theathletic.com forward slash mancitypod um, Sam what, yes, happen- what, what, what happened there? <laughs> uh, well in a lot of ways nothing um, in terms of the game, obviously everyone's just here for the for the ruckus, aren't they? Really. Um, so you know, I mentioned how I went to the pub after the Liverpool game the other night, just to kind of you know adrenaline and un- unpack it, talk about it a bit more. But I, I ran into a bloke in there, and he was like, "Why didn't you do a podcast last week?" I was like, "We did, um, did one last Monday or whatever." And he was like, "No, after the Atletico game." I was like, "Well." We don't, we don't really do them after Champions League games, but I, I certainly took the point. Like it was, you know, it was a good enough game to discuss. Yeah, and I, and so obviously we were like, well, we'll we'll play it by ear this week. If the second leg is eventful enough, then we'll do one. Um, and it's it's only one of those things you have to see it unfold to know if it's worth one or not. But obviously the way the way the game finished yesterday just uh, just absolutely was, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, honestly, the standout thing for me. Other than the performance, or you know, kind of lack of performance in the second half, was City embracing those Atletico dark arts and and using it against them. Now, people can have a million different ways to feel about that. Now, it doesn't bother me when Atletico do it in the first place. So, if I like, I, I said I like I like Simeone. I like Atletico Madrid. I think what they do is great. Um, so I can then be allowed to enjoy it. When City do it to them, because you, you've got to laugh, haven't you? But also, if you don't enjoy it, but then you can also kind of take the Schadenfreude element of it, ha- it happening to them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's, 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 there's that viewpoint as well, and I suppose there's the whole. I suppose there's the other view of, well, City were just as bad. You know, we shouldn't be celebrating. Blah blah blah. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not here for for that. I, like I say at the start, because I enjoy it anyway. Um, Crack on, lads! And City were great at it. Let's be honest. Like well, uh, this, the, this the is, time wasting and the the rolling around on the floor was it was fucking expert. This this is this is what I was what I was going to say though because um, you were obviously in the stadium, um, so you weren't you didn't get the kind of BT Sport commentary, but like the the commentary afterwards always seemed like it seemed to be around of like poor little Manchester City going there and getting lumps kicked out of them and uh, like like I can't believe that Atletico have sunk to this level and like like as if City were the innocent party in this now City got booted up and down that pitch um but they were I I thought City I thought they were very very cute in how they kind of used Atletico's strengths against them 
Atletico oh. strengths are, are, are exactly that, killing the game, you know, making it frustrating. And then suddenly, when it's in City's favour to do that, it was just like, bang, bang, bang. We are we are going to teach you a lesson now on how to do it. <laughs> yeah, but like genuinely, I, I tweeted a joke. like So I, with probably about 30 minutes to go, maybe, I was like, City borrowed a few Liverpool tricks at the weekend, which is obviously we talked about all the, the long balls over the top and stuff. And yeah, well, yeah. You know, absolutely fine. I was like, and, they're, and they're borrowing a few Atletico tricks here with like a clock emoji and an ambulance emoji kind of thing. Like wasting time <laughs> and all that kind of thing. But then like honestly, by the end, I was like, I was like, I think I said they really cranked it up at the end that Atletico could learn a thing or two. Like, ge- like genuinely, it was great. But I suppose it's funny, isn't it? Because if we go back to last week and like Grealish coming on and they all just lost their heads. And it was just like, you're supposed to be good at this. but And you are, in a way. But if you're really good at it, then you don't rise to it. It's it's obviously not just like... It's obviously a very cynical ploy to, to play like that and to waste time. But it's not like they're completely in control because the littlest thing can kick them off. And it's, it does go to show that, I suppose... This is probably obvious for anyone who's kind of... I mean, I'll say anyone who's kind of been in this position, how many people would have been? But in kind of like an aggressive situation like that, I suppose you do need to play on the edge, don't you? Yeah. So you're not gonna you're not gonna switch it switch it on and then just calmly react to situations. But like so the way that you know they kicked the ball at Grealish last week, I say they, you know, it was just one guy. We kind of talk about them as like a pack of animals, which is either fair or unfair. I think unfair, because they, they do play. Um, but yeah, so the, the Grealish thing, and then Cunha, I think it was, who'd like try to buy the headbutt off Laporte, which was just like ridiculous. Well, if we're going down, we're going to take you with us kind of thing, which <laughs> at least would have us an input for the second leg, an impact on the second leg. But the thing at the end was, and I, I saw this um, quote from Laporte this morning on Twitter when I landed, I think it was. Um, and he was like, I don't know if it was us or them wasting time at the end because they made a load of crazy decisions and this is what i was thinking so i had to write like a kind of blow by blow thing of all the you know the the the, the brawl and everything yeah. around it can i can i just take a second to appreciate that quote from laporte i don't know if it was us or them wasting time that's that is a that that's fascinating the insight into how that how confusing the end of that game must have been for some yeah. of those city players <laughs> yeah because i mean and city definitely did and in that extra time like mario's got booked for taking forever a free kick foden got booked for like they'd given a free kick and he kind of tackled the guy anyway and kicked the ball away, which is just Foden was like one of the best at it. Oh, he, well, um, he, he sparked it all by rolling on back onto the pitch, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, yeah. So the whole, which we will obviously discuss, but yeah, the whole thing about it being a ploy and stuff. But like I say, Savage was obviously like, well, in these situations, if you if you need to see a game out to start a fight. Like it's so obvious, and you can see footballers do it so often. But also, if you if you're on the opposite end of it, don't start a fight. Like if you if you're annoyed at Foden for rolling back on the pitch, I get it. But if you're this kind of super cynical team that knows all the tricks of the trade, don't fall for the tricks of the trade. You started a <laughs> massive fight there that wasted forever. Like when Felipe got sent off, is an absolute liability. He was arguing for another minute solidly and okay i mean all the time got did get added on at the end so maybe maybe this is all just part of it and you know it's elongating the game and whatever you manage to have a scrap and whatever and everyone's happy but it's like they they weren't making the rational decisions at the end um but it was it was mad and like, watching it back you see when foden was back up on his feet 
Fernandinho like pushed him to the ground. It was like, no, go down again. <laughs> and then like Koke came over and was having a go. And Fernandinho just like shoved him. Was like piss off. And then Kondogbia. It was like another like twenty odd seconds of Foden being on the ground again, maybe more. Kondogbia came round. Obviously, he was one of the worst for it in the first leg in terms of play acting and stuff like that. And Fernandinho shoved him out of the way as well. And yeah, I mean, look, everybody's seen it. Everybody's talking about it. But I mean, I don't. If it hadn't have happened, I don't know what people would have been talking about at Madrid Airport this morning. Or yeah. wherever people happen to be, because not a lot happened. I was, well, what we'd have been probably saying if it had finished nil nil was, well, fair play for City for holding on. They weren't at their best, but you know it's a big test of character, yeah, which it was. It. You know, that, it. Yeah. it would have been, it would have been, but we wouldn't have been doing a podcast on it. Yeah, absolutely. Because it all went so mad at the end. Um, but obviously, we've talked about that. But all, all the chances they had and the drama, and obviously, like City's loosening grip on the whole tie from the from half time onwards. It just got more and more precarious. Um, I remember tweeting at halftime, because City were in control. Like, obviously, they had a good chance with Gundogan. Atletico hadn't really had any chances whatsoever. They had a shot, but it wasn't a proper one. Yeah. So City were in control. But I did think, I was like, yeah, I mean, if they do need to find a goal, if Atletico score, I don't know if they're going to have, I don't know if they'll find easy to change a gear. And look, maybe they would have, because they just, they just battled past Liverpool and scrapped and fought in a way that, you know, we kind of forget that City can do or because, you know, they're so clinical and, and clean and precise and stuff. You kind of forget that they can they can scrap as well. So maybe they could have found that gear if Atletico had scored. But towards the end, I was genuinely thinking, if Atletico score here, City going it's out. bad news. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, I was like, City are out. I'd, I mean, obviously, when Felipe got sent off, if it had to be an extra time with 10 men against them, then I'm, it probably would have been back against the wall again, wouldn't it, and gone to penalties, I guess. Well, I, I, um, I mean, the, the thing is, like, I, it, it's hard to say what happens next because I, I, what happens in extra time after a twenty-two-man brawl? I, like, I don't know. I, I, like, tensions are still high at that point, aren't they? Yeah. There's, there, there's entirely also the possibility. I think everybody of, needs to sit back, though, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know what happens there. Um, I mean, if it goes to penalties, I'm not confident at City on penalties, but that's that's kind of mm. like post-traumatic stress these days of. Uh, of watching City take penalties for the last two and a half years. But um, yeah. I, I, I kind of, I, I don't want to keep coming back to this stuff at the end, but it's, it's I, I think it's fascinating. What happened no, in the, the tunnel? No, that's the only reason yeah. let's be honest. What, what happened in the tunnel? I, I mean, I, I don't really know too much more than anybody else does, um, which is a good starting point for a journalist on a podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it seemed like Savage. I mean, we haven't even really mentioned Savage, have we? I know obviously grabbing Foden, but I mean... <laughs> Christ, I mean, what's there happened was a, to him? Yeah, there was a little headbutt in there as well. Um, yeah, that, exactly. The headbutt on Sterling that, that didn't get picked up. But why didn't Sterling go down? Like, if you're gonna, like, if I suppose it's the only, I was gonna say up until just thinking that it would have been ten out of ten for City for the for the time wasting and the play acting and stuff. But probably a nine point five because if Sterling had gone down, then Savage would have been sent off as well, and then you'd say, "Oh, forget it. You can score if you want, lads. We'll just." Yeah, Ex- you, you got to we'll take your part in yeah. extra time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, D- defend that one. But um, yeah, so there was the head, but obviously the pulling him back on the pitch, pulling Grealish's hair. I mean, the Grealish thing is iconic, isn't it? Really, that's. I mean, that is. <laughs> I've, I've seen City fans today saying that's paid back his hundred million and then some. And yeah. it's just like it's it's memeable. That's the thing. It's like what yeah. one of my friends. Um, there's uh, there's a. I, I don't know how uh, kind of. Um, 
widespread it could become. But you know, there's the meme on Twitter of uh, the Mbappe crying gif when people are upset. Yeah. Um, there's the sort of, like somebody said, can you make can you make the Grealish thing a gif just so that we can use that as that like the the response when people are upset now. Yeah, although there's, I imagine I'm going to be getting a lot, a lot of that, aren't I? So, <laughs> sorry, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean that that was that was great. Um, the hair thing was just absolute comedy. Um, I was, Grealish didn't seem that bothered by that, but Gund- Gundogan was properly pissed off. And if Gundogan's pissed off, then you know, so, you know, something has gone wrong. Yeah, um, he was he was there with with Sterling. Um, he he was trying to tell the ref about the hair pull and stuff. It's a bit mad that it got missed. I don't know because there's VAR. You supposed everything's supposed to be covered, isn't it? So I don't know politically if UEFA will be like, "Oh, we missed it, so we'll give you a ban," or they'll just like just try and keep keep yeah. a lid on it and pretend it's all under control. Um, I did wonder about they'll be did... getting they'll be they'll be getting some kind of punishment. Surely, another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I did wonder about the VAR though, because I mean, like, there's absolutely no way on earth. I mean, I, I wasn't impressed with the referee anyway, but there's no way on earth he could have possibly seen everything that happened in no. there. Um, but like, the fact that it happened so late in the game, did did whoever was on the VAR just go, "Listen, there is so much going on here. Let's just finish the game. Let's just get let just get to full time, and then we'll deal with whatever we need to deal with afterwards." Because there's, like, like we said, the, the the hair pull was missed, the uh, the headbutt on uh, Sterling was missed. Like, there's there's more to it than just you know twenty two men grabbing each other by the shirt and pulling each other around a bit. There was there was so much going on in there, and to have yeah. I mean, Ake even, got booked. Did you notice Ake got? Yeah, booked? Ake got booked. So I'm not really sure what for. Um, he grabbed Savage. I had to see it again this morning. He was like, obviously Zinchenko was the first one there, um, separating them from Foden, but Ake piled right in. And he just kind of like grabbed him around the kind of collar, really, or whatever, just just to be like, "Hey, what, what are you doing?" Are you on, but a bit right? more yeah. aggressively than the others, which yeah. is fair enough, isn't it? And then like the red card, the re- I mean, even the red card was a second yellow. Um, and I thought for the challenge, yeah. like the, the tackle itself, I thought it, was that fine. Was, that was the, yeah, but that was but the, the after, one that you could yeah. hide. Yeah, yeah, the tackle obviously was fine, and the after one was one of those classic ones where you could you could swear blind that it was an accident. Everyone would know what you're up to, but it's hard to punish. Yeah, but which is what he did with the first one on Foden with that shoulder in the back of the head. But I mean that that's easier to punish. It's a, it's at least a yellow card. Yeah, the one I, he did get booked for was like taking someone from behind. I can't remember who now. Probably, Foden. but it was like the, the one the one he did get booked for. The the second booking was was probably the more innocuous of the three. But 
he meant all of them. Yeah, I thought that. Well, I thought he was genuinely um, when I saw the first one. I thought he was lucky to stay on the pitch for that because it was very much a case. Yeah. of, I am. I am coming through the back of you. You can see am, it coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, like, even that was was only a second yellow. So like, how how we got to that point of of having such a brawl, and then effectively two yellow cards being flashed for that and then one for City. It just kind of, it feels like the VAR just went, well, I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> just... Yeah, you wonder what the what the, what the the limit was. Like for Ake to get a book in, it's almost like, well, we need to book one of their players. And he, like, almost like, I don't know, pick pick the name out of a hat, who's going to get one? Um, but yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Can to we, be fair, can... there weren't... As much as it was, it was all mad. It prob- the decisions were probably. Fu- I mean, obviously, apart from not sending off Savage as well, like I don't think there was any other Atletico pro- players or City players, despite the fact that loads were involved, that actually w- would have deserved a yellow card. I don't think because it was all kind of handbags. And it's like if you're gonna basically, you'd, you would have been booking everyone. Yeah, which would have just been a shambles. Yeah, you could have we- lined them all up and. And oh, just done that, yeah. Just, around, just yeah. Like one, two, three, four, yeah. The uh, the old thing. Um, can we can we take a second as well to appreciate uh, Phil Foden's just the the way? I mean, first off, the way he took that challenge um, because like it, it was it was a it was a brutish challenge. Which one are we talking about? Uh, the very the one that sparked the brawl. Yeah, okay. Um, but then... What run? He ran about 70 yards. Yeah. Just, just to, after to, they had a chance. Yeah, to relieve the pressure. And he was like getting it up the pitch. And then to have the... like Also, to have the wherewithal after taking that kick to go, in order to relieve some more of this pressure, I'm getting back onto the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because I don't, know, I don't want to talk about City as if they're Saints normally and all of a sudden they've just done this dark side. But I mean, but at the same time, they're not. They're not. They're bad. not terrible for they're it not, anyway. Yeah, they're yeah. not. They're, oh, you wouldn't say they're cheats. You wouldn't say Foden's a cheat. I, I don't. You know, I don't remember Foden never diving. In fact, you obviously remember that penalty incident against Southampton last season when he stayed, stayed when he feet, tried to yeah. get back up and didn't get the pen. So there's stuff like that. But it it makes me think now. Have all footballers got it in the locker? And if they needed to, it can come out. Because, like, we don't. You don't really see that from Foden, but he was, he was as. He was as expert at it as Fernandinho, and Fernandinho has been doing that for about fifty years. Yeah. Oh, I when Fernandinho came on, I was like, "Oh fucking hell!" Like this is this is problems. And there was a couple <laughs> Somebody, of times somebody's when, being sent off. It. <laughs> yeah, but there, I, I, more more in terms of the performance, I thought, is he going to be able to do the things he needs to do? And there was like an interception initially that can, I mean, I don't know if you can have a missed interception, but you know what I mean if I say it. And I was I just felt like. Prime Fernandinho would have got that, but and there was and there were a couple of times when he lost the ball high up, and then there was one he lost the ball high up and then went to chase him. They just passed around him. And it's like you're out, you're already out of the game here. This is not what you're on the pitch to do. Or well, maybe it was, but he was he was very good overall, Fernandinho. Um, it was a that that chance in the last minute, you know, the twelfth minute of extra time when like the ball went into the box and did Fernandinho try to head it clear and he just headed it like it skimmed off the top of his head into the yeah. box, and then. It got cleared, and you think, okay, fine. And then, what? What? I can't even remember what happened. It, I've seen it a lot, but it's everything's just a bit of a blur. I've actually got it up on my laptop now. I watched the final twenty minutes at the airport this morning. It was phenomenal. Um, but when the when the ball fell to him in the box, you just think, oh god, this is it. But then, but the mad the mad thing about that was City had a throw in in their corner, basically where Foden got fouled at the start of the brawl in the twelfth minute of injury time 
and they they didn't do it particularly poorly to lose the ball from the corner. But within thirty seconds, Atletico Madrid were in their box. Yeah, it, like in in terms of that kind of game management, there was so many times when City lost it. That was it. Fernandinho just kind of it was charging out the box. Not it wasn't really a mistake from Fernandinho, but he was charging out of the box, got tackled. The kind of follow up hit career on the floor, and then oh, as soon as as soon as you get into the box and have that shot, yeah, it was career. Did career who stood up had the shot. Edison very similar to the Jota goal at the weekend. It was closer to. Close I remember you saying body, it, was, yeah. it was closer to him than he was probably expecting. So from I mean from his point of view and City's point of view, thank. Thank Christ he didn't squeak under it. If that had gone under him, I think it's it's always difficult with Edison because I always say, well, who are you going to get? There's nobody in the world that's going to be better than than Edison that you can get. And unless I'm overlooking, to be fair, I, I didn't really know much about Edison when they signed him. But whenever this has been said in the past, in the 2019-20 season, I remember it was said a lot about him not being great. I was like, well, you ain't going to get better. So it was kind of have to accept it. But I reckon if that had gone in, I think people would have been properly livid about that one um but he was he was solid when he needed to be somebody tweeted me you know we said at the weekend about when there's pressure on the team he always just comes and catches it yeah he tried to punch one didn't he last time <laughs> and, and they nearly scored <laughs> fuck's sake yeah um exception that proves the rule that's all that's all yeah exactly 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 yeah. exactly um, um i want to i want to touch on guardiola as well because his his reaction after the game uh to the brawl i thought was quite interesting because it was he, he basically no commented everything didn't he um, yeah and it would have been very easy for him to to kind of go in on it um especially when uh, Diego Simeone asked directly after the game if any of his players had crossed the line. Uh, his response was, on which yeah. occasion? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. I love that. But I think it was a kind of, well, you you, you tell me, you spell it out. But obviously you could also read it as, well, it happens so often, like, I've lost track. Yeah. But yeah, it was kind of like, you're going to ask me this question, then then, then you got you to tell, tell me. And when, that's what yeah. I was expecting, but the, 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 the follow-up was just kind of, Oh yeah, well there was this and there was that, and but I would have I would have had like an itemized list. Do you know what I mean? I know, well, there was one on Foden there, in the first half. There was the the foul. There was the headbutt. There was the sh- the hair pull. Um, yeah, all of that. But again, I, I mean, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have necessarily asked it because look, Atletico were to be fair. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't a fair question, and and the, and the difference being between the two teams, Atletico Madrid were rough with it. Like I don't think anything that City players did was dangerous. And like I've heard some of the BT commentary, like disgraceful scenes. It's like, do you have to say that? Like everyone loves everyone loves a big fight in the football. I don't know anyone who doesn't. Everyone loves that, and it's fine to kind of laugh and joke and take the piss about it. But it, it's, I suppose it's only fine because Sterling didn't get hurt by the by the headbutt. Yeah, Foden seems to be all right. Um, but obviously City were giving it back as as much as. But in terms of crossing the line, it was it was a fair question, wasn't it? Because yeah, there were moments that that could have. That could have seriously hurt the city players. Yeah, they were, I mean, there was there was good spells where there was an Atletico player, whoever it was, out of control. There were like the 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 foul on Foden, um, the, the 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 daft thing on that challenge that sparked the brawl. Um, he won the ball. Like Felipe wins yeah. the ball and he and he puts it out of play. And okay, it's a city throwing at that point, but he's you know he's he's won the ball. He's, he's it's a fair challenge. He doesn't need to then have a swipe at, at Foden afterwards. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, it, it goes it's, back it's, to, it's, it's that old PET thing of it's yeah. your own time you're wasting. Yeah, exactly. It's like it goes back to to what you were saying at the start. If you're supposed to be good at this sort of stuff, why have you just done that there? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because their heads would come off again, really. Yeah. But it's like, but this is the time when you're closing in, really. Like this is the time when if if you are if you're ever going to do it, it is now. And they were on top, and and like what, like I say, Foden with that run up the pitch, eighty odd yards, probably a bit less. Like that that came at a time when Atletico were really pushing. You just think all you'd want to do is just get the ball down the other end as soon as possible, rather than have a massive rook for five minutes and and possibly get two red cards that's what I mean like it, it didn't make any sense like they weren't I don't think you could say they were in complete control and they were doing their usual dark arts let's let's win the match this way kind of thing it was just a full on head loss situation yeah this is this is which, not is, a- like, which is which is what happened in the tunnel as well obviously because obviously by then you know it's not just oh well they do this to eat up minutes or rally or whatever the game was over they were just pissed off so in terms of going down the tunnel it was Savage following Grealish and having a go and then there was a, the second round, wasn't there? When they they got to the top of those stairs, and Rosalco came in and chucked something at Walker, and then did he spit? Yeah. Apparently, Jesus. I mean, he didn't even get on the pitch. That fucker. <laughs> I mean, he probably did. His, he, probably, he probably did. Probably in, did at in, some in, point. In the brawl, yeah, in the brawl. But but yeah, not not officially. Um, and he, yeah. I mean, but I'd love to know. I'd love to know why Walker, like what had Walker been up to? Presumably, you know, they'd been having a go. Because I watched, so I managed to download the game last night and I watched it a bit in the last 20 minutes at the airport and they mentioned how, and I didn't see this in the stadium, but they said something like somebody on the on the Atletico bench was like having a row with somebody on the city bench, like just kind of, as the game was going on kind of thing, about five minutes into into injury time. So it might have been related to to that, that kind of thing, yeah. I uh, something but, else about that that Foden run that has uh, it's literally just come to mind. So I I apologise to all the listeners and to you, Sam, for uh, being very sketchy with the details because I can't really remember it very well. Um, but it reminded me, like, because he skipped a challenge first, didn't he? He, he? And to to kind of break yeah. into the space where he ended up getting uh, chopped down. Um, was it Cameroon against Argentina in the World Cup that time? Um, where it was, yeah, uh, was it? Yeah, and th- there was. I, I just remember, like each of the challenges that he skipped was getting more and more vicious until the last one, which was like a, a hip height. Just to kind of give me flashbacks to that uh, that sort of run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Was that Canizia? It wasn't on Roger Miller, was it? I'm not sure. It could have been, um, but I know exactly what you mean because it was, and it's one of those, isn't it? Everyone knows watching football with stuff like that. You think it's coming, it's coming, and I'm sure referees referee games. That if there's one tackle you let go, and there's another tackle you let go, like you, you might not even let go of the second one anymore because you just yeah. don't want that momentum to build because you know the adrenaline's pumping in the players going for the ball, and if there's a third tackle, it's probably going to be a bad one. So yeah. that's why I think there's so many soft free kicks in in football now because they don't want it to get to that stage. But yeah, obviously with that one, it was. But again, Felipe the daft twat, he tackled him, and like okay, you don't want to give City your throwing in that corner, but as as we saw later on. Atletico still managed to go down the other end from those situations, even with ten men. So, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't sensible game management from them. And like I say, cities was in terms of wasting the time. But when they did have the ball, like they were hopeless in terms of keeping it, weren't they? In the second half. Let's get into that um, because uh, this is this is Guardiola after the game uh, talking about uh, the 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 actual display, especially in the second half. They push us a lot. Uh, they were excellent in the second half. We forgot to play. And we were in a big, big trouble. They had the chances to score. The second half, we had just one for the action from Rahim with uh, with Gundo. The first half was pretty good. 
except the first five, ten minutes that they knew they, they came up aggressively. We had uh, one or two clear, clear chances, but the second half, uh, you know, 180 minutes, the, sec- the second half for the second leg, they were much better. But in the same times, we defend with anything, with everything, and Fernandinho was was uh, was excellent. He gave us an incredible boost in that in that moment, and Nathan as well. So we we have to adapt because when a team played like Atletico Madrid in the second half, and we could not have the ball, and our build-up was a little bit without intention, just so I pass you the ball to you, you pass the ball to the other one, without really, really play because it's one zero, the Champions League. We are not used to play this competition much. It's the third time in our history just to win semi-final. So and uh, yeah, we felt a little bit the pressure. And Atletico Madrid was brilliant in the second half. So but we are in semi-finals and for our club is an incredible achievement. You can kind of sense mixed emotions about it uh, from him because it's like it's it's obvious I think he's disappointed with how City coped with the the pressure especially when they had the ball because like he's talking yeah. about you know passing it and and not getting anywhere with the passing yeah. like not not achieving anything with the passing. Um but equally you can you can see that he's proud of the way the players came through what is I mean undoubtedly a challenge that they've not really faced before. Yeah, it's like the Liverpool reaction at the weekend, isn't it? In terms of Guardiola's reaction to the Liverpool game. Yeah. He was obviously disappointed, but at the same time, we knew that they, they were brilliant. Um, so it's similar, but the same kind of mixed emotions. Um, yeah, last night, in terms of them you're saying they just passed it around without the intention, that like they really did, and he said the pressure got to them a bit. And you, you could just tell, because Atletico, they were pressing, and they were higher up the pitch, they had more men, um, and it was like they were cutting off the options. But whereas against Liverpool, City would just go, okay, we'll, we'll play over the top. Or or against most teams, they can work it around enough and they will eventually find the free man. And I was looking because I was like, there must be a free man somewhere. I was like, there's no way Atletico Madrid at half time of this game have suddenly come up with a game a, a game plan to, to cover every man on the pitch. It, it, it doesn't happen. It can't happen. And there were free men and it was kind of like Bernardo and De Bruyne when they were still on the pitch. Behind the midfield line, because they'd pushed up to, you know, to stop Rodri and Gundogan getting on the ball as well so that and they were in front of the opposition defender because obviously they dropped off they weren't playing right up alongside them and normally City you know Laporte could clip a ball into them or or drill it along the floor Edison could obviously find them but they weren't doing it and they just I just thought they were too nervous I think they were too nervous of putting the ball forward because obviously it wasn't the game plan it was against Liverpool I think they were too nervous of putting the ball forward because they didn't in the first half because they were very like kind of slow and controlled and methodical and what they usually yeah. do but in the second half I don't think they wanted to risk making those passes to find the free men um and so they ended up just yeah passing it around doing nothing because nothing there was no option they wanted to take and then when they did take it it was just kind of scruffy and they 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 just lost it so easily and like so even with that throwing at the end like they would lose the ball from situations where they, they should never have really lost it. And that's why, you know, the, the game went on. I was like, oh, God, if Atletico scores, it's going to be so difficult to turn this around. Um, but like like Guardiola said then, they did they did defend very well. And Stones was fantastic. Obviously, man in a match. Everyone, everyone's been raving about him. Um, but, I mean, Laporte was, was great as well. I thought well, I thought Walker was good. Somebody said Walker was shit on the way back from the, the game. But I, I thought I thought Walker was was good. Um can I just say Cancelo was good and Ake was brilliant when he came on. Can I say something that I, I don't know if this will shock you or not, but um, 
I I had a look at the BBC match report, and um, obviously the man of the match is decided by player ratings from people reading it. So it's 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 kind of like a crowdsourced thing. Um, Nathan Ake was the best rated player. Wow. Okay. Which I mean, he was on I mean, what seventeen? Yeah, minutes, exactly. It minutes? surprises me because he wasn't on for long, but. It doesn't surprise me because he was he was very he didn't put a foot wrong, did it? He? he was very good. And also to go into a game like that, I know every, look at the end, everyone who went on, they had to do it and Fernandinho did as well. But to to kind of to go on unexpectedly changing obviously to change your formation, you go out and play at left back. Um to switch on to that game, to switch on to everything that was going on. Yeah, it, it was really, really impressive. And obviously whenever whenever Ake's played recently, he has been very good and it's 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 been unfortunate that because he's obviously still got that in the squad, even with Guardiola, where it's like, well, he is obviously fourth choice. But getting to the point maybe where it's like, well, he actually deserves to be playing now. He doesn't deserve to drop out of the team so easily. I'm sure yeah. he'll play against Liverpool. Um, but yeah, it, it it does feel like yeah, fair, fair play to him. He he is take he is making the most of his opportunities, and it would only be fair for him to stay in the team. Although that said, I suppose maybe he'll have to if. Let's say Cancelo's rested at the weekend and and Walker's out for for a while. As we're talking now, well, Cancelo suspended as well for the semi final. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll have to see about Walker as well. But that's what the first leg's in two weeks. The, as we're talking now, about midday on Thursday, the club haven't done a they haven't done the, the checks on him yet. Apparently, he was he was quite upbeat the night before. But although in my experience of asking footballers how they are with an injury after the game, they always say it's fine. Even if it's not, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But but yeah, if they're moving that defense around and Ake comes in, like you'd have, I'd have no problems with that. I mean, I'd, I'd still don't know what's happened with poor old Zinchenko, but I suppose the big factor last night was um, the aerial threat because Ake's good in the air. He's not massive, is he? But he's he's quite good in the air. But he's good. He's good in the air. He's he's, he's better in the air than Zinchenko. You'd have to say. So that was that was probably part of the thinking. But yeah, I suppose we'll see Ake again on. On Saturday, and him and him and Grealish couldn't score. Had to coach. <laughs> shall we? Uh, shall we have a quick listen to uh, Guardiola? He was yeah, he was asked about um, John Stone's performance, and uh, he couldn't help himself but uh, kind of praise the rest of the defense. This is what he said: John is, was brilliant. Yeah, definitely, and I'm as well. Everyone. So a lot of games in our legs, and uh, the travel from after Liverpool game was so demanding. And uh, we drop in the second half. We drop our intention and our. But we were silent and we were there. We were there, and at the end we were lucky enough to to go through. But again, it's two games, and in in general, in both games, we deserve to go through. How much of it do you think was uh, a leggy performance, especially in the second half after um, basically running the bollocks off against Liverpool? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like you said, they dropped there. It's funny because he did a press conference before the game. I think I was just asked about fatigue and stuff. He was like, at this stage of the season, you're not tired. You know, if you're a footballer, you live for the big games and you can lose games because of a bad performance or, you know, bad luck or whatever decisions or whatever, but not because you're tired. And then comes after the game, he goes, yeah, we, we were fucks. <laughs> um, which, which I get, you know, it's, it's, you can't, you know, you're not going to, you never going to You can't, you can't say that before like, oh, yeah, the game, can you? Yeah. We are tired. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you don't really want that. When Thomas Tucker was doing it over Christmas, everyone was kind of like, have a word with yourself kind of thing. Yeah. No one, no one's going um, into a big game going, yeah, so, you know yeah. what? We but, are all shagged. We can't move. But, yeah. But it was, it was inevitable, wasn't it? Um, that, you know, I, I remember tweeting after Liverpool game, I was like, De Bruyne and Bernardo in particular ran their asses off. Now go to Madrid and do it again. There's no, it's just no surprise they, they didn't last the whole game. 
you know, we we talked. We don't need to go over it again. We talked about the the the, the physical capacity needed for that Liverpool game, but the mental capacity as well. You know, every single action basically, well, not not so much had to be perfect, but just couldn't be a mistake. Like it it would have been absolutely draining. And then to go there after you know it was exactly the same against Atletico last week in the first leg. So then to go and do it again, and this is why I've always said about this run of fixtures and the squad management is going to be fascinating. We've not seen too many changes so far. Um, they can rotate in the front positions because that's where they've got the most depth, but midfield and defence, not so much. And I mean, if we are starting to look at the Liverpool game next and talking about fatigue from the last Liverpool game, um, yeah, I, I, I always expected there to be a lot of changes. I don't know what a lot of changes would look like. I is don't know it, who's going to play in midfield. Yeah, will Fernandinho I, play in midfield? Probably. Will Gundogan play? Probably. But who are... Like, well, would he do like what he did last year when Sterling played when Sterling and Ferran Torres played as number eight against Chelsea? Like it might have to be something like that. Yeah. Or you finally put Grealish in there, and you put um, Sterling, Jesus, and I don't know somebody else up front. He's not going to play a youngster, is he? He wouldn't have thought. I can't. I can't imagine. Uh, well, he's, he's going to want to play Liverpool, but there's just they're, physically they just won't be able to. Yeah, he said. He said Palmer was. Was it? Did he say Palmer was back uh, training or not quite back training so, yeah. yet? Um, so I mean, like he wouldn't just chuck the lap in, would he? Anything like that? I I can't see it. Um, no, exactly. No, I, I can't see it either. There's enough options. I mean, imagine if you'd, you'd guess the front three would be Jesus, Sterling, and Grealish, which. <laughs> It's the same situation as last season, isn't it? When Jesus and like Sterling came in for that Chelsea semi-final, and you think these players should be enough, but it wasn't. But um, yeah, but it, it's difficult, and I, you know, I don't even know who played for Liverpool last night. I heard Van Dijk didn't start. I heard I heard this morning that Alexander Arnold and Robertson didn't start, so that doesn't bode particularly well. It, yeah. Um, but then if they're going to go full guns against City, obviously you know you, you'd like to think whoever's playing for City puts up puts up the battle and. It kind of it pushes on Liverpool's fatigue for their league matches, I guess. But that's why it's always going to be fascinating, and we're just going to have to see um, what kind of team it is. But I think everybody's, I think everybody realizes now that it's it's not going to be the same kind of team we've seen for the last three games because yeah. it's just not possible. And also, even if it were, it wouldn't be possible to then go and do it again against Brighton. And I don't yeah. think I mean the this how is, it is. You'd want to take that risk. This is the thing. It's like I'm. I'm almost. Um, it's it's a weird position to be in because I obviously I want to beat Liverpool at the weekend, but I'm in this weird position where um, I'm almost at peace with not doing it. Just on the base on on the back of if they can give themselves the best possible chance to beat Brighton and keep themselves in a position to keep the momentum in the league, having seen the performances that they've now put in, you know, in in two legs against Atletico and the and the the Premier League game against Liverpool. I'm kind of like even if even if this one game at the weekend is a step too far, so yeah, be it. It's yeah, kind yeah. of all right. You know, they've they've had a really good rolling in the Premier League. Yeah, you say well. Yeah, exactly. Then so be it unfortunately. And then you just kind of f- fingers crossed that Chelsea or Palace win or something if we're if we're talking about Liverpool not winning trebles or quadruples or whatever. Um but yeah, exactly. It it feels like the yeah, the game in the Premier League they did well. Um that's you know, the the league's still in in a good in a good situation. The Champions League probably went about as as well as it could, I guess, against Atletico. Um and yeah, and here they are. So it's just all about making sure they can you know, when they when they put out that team against Brighton next week, you know, you're hoping that De Bruyne, Bernardo, Carl Walker, they're all on it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, just finally on the Atletico tie, Sam, before we wrap up, um, I just wonder, would, a, would City, I mean, even a couple of years ago, would City have lost under those circumstances? I think so. I know I know a few people have said that, and I do think so. Um, but I've, I've, for years, it was only it was only last season of all the Guardiola seasons, I actually thought, oh yeah, they, they can win the Champions League this year. Like, I, just, I just didn't believe it before that. I didn't think they were ready. Um, obviously, when they beat Real Madrid, in the pandemic season, you think, okay, they took a step here, and then obviously Leon happened. And yeah, we, we fun, knew so. we knew in that pandemic season that there was something up with the team all the way through it, though, didn't we? That's yeah, like- yeah, yeah, exactly. And and even before that, like, because I remember obviously when they lost to Tottenham, they were very unlucky. And look, maybe if they'd have not had that bad luck, they'd have gone on and won it. And you know, I'd have been talking shite. But I think in the previous round, didn't they come from like two one down or something like that to beat Hoffenheim? And I was like, if you're if you're struggling to beat Hoffenheim. Or maybe it was Schalke. Schalke. No, they had Hoffenheim Schalke, in the yeah. groups. It was Schalke they, they in um, Schalke. I was like, if you're, I remember writing like a kind of a, a negative article after a positive result kind of thing. Like, because obviously Sane scored that great free kick, and then Sterling scored that kind of um, sucker punch goal at the end. And it was, oh wow, great. Well, City are through to the next round, then brilliant. And I was just like, they're not going to win the Champions League if they play like this. They're too open. And obviously that was the case against Spurs in the end. So I've always thought at those at those points. City weren't ready, despite the fact that they're always favourites. Whenever I did media stuff, it was I'll set your favourites. What do you reckon? I was like, I don't think they should be, or or whether they should be. I, I just don't think they are. Um, and I always thought as well, because you know, whichever version of the City team it is, we always think they'll have loads of chances. They'll miss them and concede on the counter attack. Whichever kind of subtle tweak has been made over the years, I think it's you know the the kind of stereotypical view of City is that. And I always thought if City play Atletico Madrid. In recent years, just forget it. Yeah, like no way. And I, 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 I thought this was going to be harder than a lot of people did going into it. But I did think, no, this, this, this city team, um, and that this kind of Atletico Madrid team, although obviously they rouse themselves for the big occasions, I did think that this was the year that the city would get past them, whereas in the past they wouldn't have. Um, and yeah, if you see how the the game panned out yesterday, yeah, I, because I don't think they'd. Because ultimately, we, we can look at the last 45 minutes and say, well, it was a bad reaction, but they did control the first three halves, and I don't think previous teams would have done that, basically. Yeah, yeah definitely. So it's, that was uh... a, a short answer that I dragged out over two minutes. But yeah, exactly. Um, they just... They they were great They were great for the first three halves. They did what they did what they needed to do, but obviously they, they weren't clinical, and if they had been, then... It wouldn't have been game over after the first leg, but you know, if Gundogan had scored in the first half, then... Different story. Isn't Most it? likely, that would have been it, wouldn't it? Yeah, and they uh, they keep getting uh, clean sheets now in the knockout phase as well. So that's uh, that can only bode well, I think. For for um, if they can if they can do that against Real Madrid, then uh, they're, they're they're doing well because that's not going to be an easy tie at all. That's the end of this week's second helping of Why Always Us. Thank you to Sam Lee. Thank you very much. Don't forget, you can sign up to the Athletic right now for one pound a month for six months. Just use the code Man City Pod. The Athletic.